multiple times. I think there's three people in the United States that are underappreciated and underpaid. Um, uh, truck drivers, number one, under way underappreciated, in, in my opinion. Yep. Um, they're underpaid. They do. They work way too many hours for the money they get. Two would be nurses and three school teachers. Yeah. I think if you take those three people, they add more to their economy. They make a bigger impact on society than just about anybody out there. They go underappreciated. Hey folks, welcome to a special edition of Overdrive Radio this week, featuring the words and music of the man you heard at the top, singer-songwriter Stephen Flat, whose first record as a solo artist uh, called Cumberland Bones is out now. I'm Todd Dills, your host as usual for the Overdrive Radio podcast, and if Stephen Flat's name sounds familiar, that's because he's got bluegrass royalty uh, back in his family. One Lester Flat, in fact, was his great uncle. I had a chance to, earlier this week to sit down with him for a half hour to run through some of the tracks on the record, including the one you heard at the top, which takes its point of view uh, uh, with, with that of a character of a long-distance hauler on his way home to the family. The record includes a host of other characters, if, as Flat describes it, in its many story songs of sorts that channel the White County, Tennessee natives past. Flat's no stranger to trucking, too, having worked for years in shipping and receiving, and thus with plenty of trucking companies and owner ops and drivers for a few different outfits. Today, he's doing logistics in the healthcare space, dealing with much smaller packages, though. And yep, COVID's been interesting for his day-to-day, no doubt, in that business, as he described it to me. And involvement in that world and the larger freight niche has uh, no doubt given him the appreciation for nurses, for school teachers and truckers you heard him talk about at the top. There's a good deal more where that came from. But before we jump back in uh, with him, here's a word from Overdrive Radio's sponsor. First Guard provides commercial truck insurance to leased owner operators done right. As we've done for more than 80 years, we provide physical damage and non-trucking. Many companies make you pay up to six months of insurance premiums up front, but not First Guard. We bill monthly, so you get quality insurance without needing to pay a lot of cash up front. Go to firstguard.com. That's one stguard.com. First Guard. We speak trucker. Let's talk. Seventh generation Tennessean. Um, my uh, come from a, just a blue collar family. Uh, my dad and his brothers six grew up in uh, White County, Tennessee, up near Sparta. Two of my uncles are truck drivers. They have been my whole life. Um, I went to um, college though and worked through college selling electronics and. Uh, Got a job after that, decided I want to go into logistics and supply chain and um, really got a job in uh, working for a pet food manufacturer. So, um, and they put me in charge of um, shipping and receiving. It's not uh, the uh, neutral. Yeah, well, it was, uh, it was Mar, don't pick care at the time. It was, no, it's Mar. They got bought up by Mars. Okay. Um, but I was in uh I scheduled basically all the intercompany 
freight between the facilities. So we ship dog biscuits or dog food from one plant to another and all yeah. that kind of stuff. So really got a big taste of understanding, you know, the trucking and, and dealing with uh, um, organizing the truck drivers and scheduling, shipping, receiving dock times, yeah. you know, load optimization, filling out the trucks and, uh, you know, figuring out how to chimney stack and pinwheel pallets and double stack and, you know, maximize <laughs> your, your loads and things like that. And, um, and while I was, you know, the whole time I've been a singer songwriter in, in Nashville and, uh, in the early two thousands, did a lot of, um, um, had a, cut an album, did a lot of work, um, around town shopping the album. And, you know, really a lot of my songs I've always written or written, or, you know, kind of rule themed, uh, a lot of them were road songs. You know, if you look at our first album we did in 2006, there's the first song on the album is called Rolling. And the first line is rolling down the highway, you know, um, with the windows down. And so a lot of those songs are, you know, road type songs. And so they seem to appeal to, you know, people like me or, you know, people that with a rural background and that spend time on road trips and you know, on the road. But, uh, similar things uh, with that but uh, a lot more focus with the drivers then I worked with a lot of different trucking companies we outsourced our, all our logistics so we right. worked with the big guys Werner uh, Schneider Hogan US Express all those big trucking companies and I was uh, worked between um, us the the retailer and those trucking companies really to uh, just meeting with drivers um, talking about you know, load optimization, safety, security, how to unload, uh, working with those companies on writing safety manuals and, and really got to meet a lot of those guys, spent a lot of time with them, did a lot of unloads yeah, right, at the right. stores, um, trying to really optimize how we did that in a safe and in good way to really to help the drivers so they wouldn't have to spend, because they don't get paid as much for an unload, right? Yeah, right, sure. So if you can get it done in a, in a safe, an effective manner and you can have associates there to help and 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 get it done and get back on the road get your miles in yeah. you know and you're not hung up all the time so yeah, it's one of yeah. the biggest uh, certainly one of the biggest uh, points of frustration for a, a lot of folks in the audience i know is that uh, that very thing um and uh, the sort of inability of, of a lot of shippers and receivers out there to yeah. kind of get a handle on that but but uh, sounds like you were part of Helping, helping that out. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm. I've really got it. Place in my heart for truck drivers. Um, I've always said this, and I'm not just saying it because you're talking to me right now. I've said it multiple times. I think there's three people in the United States that are underappreciated and underpaid. Um, uh, truck drivers, number one, under way underappreciated, in, in my opinion. Yep. Um, they're underpaid. They do. They work way too many hours for the money they get. Two would be nurses and three school teachers. Yeah. I think if you take those three people, they add more to their economy. They make a bigger impact on society than just about anybody out there. Right. They go underappreciated and underpaid. Right. They do. 
And um, so anyway, man, I got to, you know, after, especially after working with those guys and see how hard they were humping it, man, just to, you know, and they're normal, you know, they're just regular everyday people too. I think, you know, they sit up in a big truck high off the road. People think that they're not, there's not people up there in the cab sometimes, man. It just, it's frustrating. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe I'm the only one that thinks that, but maybe no. they feel so, you know, tell me, uh, give me a little background behind the new record. So it's, uh, yeah. this is your first as a solo. First uh, as a solo artist. Uh, um, I had, Cumberland Bones. Like what's yeah. the, what's in that, uh, what's in that title? Yeah. Um, you know, I've performed in various groups over the years and, um, as a duo, but had this collection of songs that were really, um, just, you know, like I said, I'm a lifelong Tennessean and Cumberland River runs through here. Cumberland Plateau is kind of where my whole family's from. Yeah. And so, you know, the, that I wanted to have a name, Cumberland, you know, indicative of kind of the region, but also bones being, you know, fossils, memories, thoughts, yeah. ideas, you know, and it's, sure. you know, and his song, Randy Travis said, um, digging up bones. It was one of his songs. He said, uh, resuming things that are better left alone and that's kind of what bones are sometimes there's memories that are better left alone so i talk about a lot of deep topics on here and some fun stuff too yeah yeah i think there's yeah i think there's a lot of fun in here and uh, you know a lot of artists they'll write us they'll get a theme and they'll write songs around a theme or something and that wasn't my my thing that wasn't my thing i just picked out I've got a lot of songs, and these are just some of them. Yeah. Um, but these were ones that I really wanted to uh, create a kind of a, an album of different, talking about different people and personalities sure. and people I've met over the years. And these were just kind of the culmination, the ones I pulled together. And, and not even really thinking about it, I just kind of, after I got them all together, these are my favorite songs I really like. These are the ones that I like singing. These are the ones that I like to listen to. And then they all had had that central kind of theme about characters, yeah. you know, characters you meet in your life, whether it be your in-laws or outlaws or, <laughs> you know, or your or people you work with or yeah. people you've been in, uh, friends with, you know, and, and that's kind of what this is. It's a kind of character study and people we all probably know and been around. Right. You know. Yeah. It's, a, it's got, it's got one that, uh, that feels very much, uh, to be from the point of view of a, uh, of a truck driver. Mm-hmm. Um, Called uh, Hold You Tonight. Hold You Tonight. Yeah. 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 What's the story? What's the story behind that? How did you come to that? I know. And uh, and tell me a little bit when along the way about that video that you did. Put yeah. Um, so the I was working at a so in my job about ten years ago, I had to go to a lot of warehouses and go out there and spend time with the trucker. I was talking about safety and just meeting with those guys, seeing how things are going with them, making sure, you know, they're happy and we're um, doing everything we can to make their life easier and better and um, more efficient so they can make more money. And uh, spent a a week out in Ardmore, Oklahoma, and I was uh, there just at the the driver uh, area, talking to the drivers and, you know, that's where they can go and take showers, get something to eat, whatever. It's talking to the drivers and talking to this one guy and he said, man, he goes, I was supposed to go home tonight, um, but my I was late to my appointment by like 30 minutes and they wouldn't let me in here. I'm like, well, that sucks. I said, what are you going to do? He goes, well, I'm just going to stay here all weekend. Right. He said, I would really like to get home and see my kid, my wife, but I guess I'm just going to get my reset here. And I said, man, that's not 
that's not right. Yeah. You know, I mean, you missed your window by 30 minutes and now you're going to have to stay the whole weekend. I said, no, no. So I called, I called up the warehouse manager. I said, listen, man, we, this guy's going to sit here all weekend. Get, can you get him unloaded? And, and they were like, yeah, we'll figure something out. And so they did, they got him unloaded and he got back home and I'm like, you know, but it kind of bothered me in the fact that again, that it was just like no big deal for a guy to sit at the depot all weekend and sleep in a cabbage truck. And that's just not right. Well, I've been stuck in Tucson and a truck stop in Santa Fe. Thinking about the nights in Memphis is helping me to stay away. Well, I've been on the road for way too long. Anyway, I started when I got back home. I just had a song coming in my head, and I started thinking about it. Hold you tonight. What he's got to be thinking, wanting to get off the road to see his wife and his kid, and you know, not able to. And I started kind of thinking about what these guys go through on a daily basis. And after talking, not just thinking about it, listening to them, hearing them out, listening to what that's going on, and I just kind of wrote that song with that theme sure. in mind. There's a video out there for the track too. Find it in the post that houses this podcast for May 21, 2021 at overdriveonline.com slash overdrive hyphen radio. As you might expect from a Nashville singer-songwriter's record, there's a wealth of talent backing Flat's performance on the new record. The bass, the guy that produced the album is the bass player. His name's Dave Rowe, and he was Johnny Cash's bass player for a number of years. And then... Um, Kenny Vaughn, who plays on a lot of folks' uh, albums right now, he's Marty Stewart's guitar, longtime guitar player, but Lucinda Williams, he's played with her and a number of people. And mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, we've had some really. Steve Henson was Randy Travis's uh, steel guitar player, and he's the one that's playing the slide um, there. So it, it turned out really, really well. Cool. Who who'd you, who'd you have for uh, fiddle and. Uh... Banjo on that uh, White County show. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, that's really good. Uh, Dee Richardson. She's a um, uh, longtime fiddle player. Plays on the Grand Ole Opry. She was the IBMA fiddle player of the year for 2020. She's mm-hmm. awesome. And then um, Charlie Cushman, who's a long-term time friend of mine. He is also the Grammy-winning uh, banjo player for the Earls of Leicester. They won the bluegrass grammy a couple of years ago Good. and then he's he's phenomenal uh, vastin brooks phenomenal and highly underrated piano player i've played with him a number of years um, he did the piano work um, justin clark played the mandolin and um, played with him a number of years good friend and the backup vocalists are phenomenal so ronnie bowman who is a uh He's a big time writer in town. He wrote a lot of Chris Stapleton songs okay. on the Traveler album. And he uh, has a successful solo career and also a, um, is a bluegrass, but his name is Ronnie Bowman. Fantastic. Great backup vocalist or great vocalist in general and gave a lot of really cool background vocals in this album. And then Cassie Jordan um, on the opening, she sang backup. She was a, she is a part of a duo in town called Blue Honey. They're a very, very phenomenal group. 
And then a friend of mine, Shane Alvis, uh, sang back up on one of the songs as well. He, uh, he and I were the duo that started back together. His mama was a runner when he was only five. She always kept it local, she never crossed the line. He turned 14, he went down in the mine. And he got him a drink of that White County shine. White County shine, White County shine. The shot before breakfast will always do you right. He lost that song, White County shine, is pretty like... Uh, you were, it, it totally fits that uh, theme of the. It's a very much, a, very much kind of a story song. Yeah, uh, def, definitely, some, definitely a character. You're building uh, characters in there. Is, is there a particular story behind this one? Yeah. Um, so, I came up with that line. Um, it says in the song, "A shot before breakfast will always do you right." So, <laughs> right. my whole family's from White County, Tennessee, and yeah. so I, my cousin and I went camping one time and he got up the next morning after camp and he goes, he said, I don't, I don't have to brush my teeth. I'm just going to swoosh this moonshine around <laughs> my, my gums and then disinfect my mouth. And I said, okay. And so he did, he swished around, took a big swallow. And so that kind of tells you about our camping trip. But anyway, I, came, <laughs> right? I kind yeah. of came up with that, that line of shot before breakfast, but you know, moonshine and running moonshine was kind of something I think my relatives dabbled in. I know they did. Yeah. Um, okay. Back in the 30s and 40s, you know, because oh, times are tough up there on the mountain. So, uh, so anyway, I kind of wrote that about sim, uh, semi-biographical, I guess. Yeah. He took the family business when he was 25. A spring-loaded Chevy with mirrors on the side. 20 miles to Crossville in the middle of the night. He was hauling a load of that White County shine. White County shine, White County shine. A shot before breakfast will always do you right. He lost all his money, but he never lost Who did you record this? Was it a quick thing or did it happen over a long period? Yeah, um, I recorded it ironically before COVID. Okay. So right before COVID, back in uh, January, February timeframe. Okay. And, you know, most of these songs are anywhere between a year and 15 years old. Maybe one of them or so, maybe t over 20 years old. So it's a collection of songs. And, you know, my, um, I'll tell you what happened. My brother-in-law, I had, you know, so I write songs, play in different groups, play around town. But I've always been wanting to do this, this album. I've been wanting to do an album of these country songs that um you know that, that what i what i call today is alt country now it's you know sure. it's really traditional country songs that i really didn't have a place in all these other groups you know because it's it's a small market for these type of songs man it's they're authentic real country you know yeah. and um my brother-in-law passed away in 2018 uh, from uh, cancer esophageal cancer he died 27 days got after a diagnosis and oh, wow. and then um but he was one of these guys that always lived his life without fear and i'd always been afraid to do this album you know afraid, <laughs> afraid to you know it's going to cost money is anybody going to like it you know just fear man and we can't let our lives be ruled by fear and that's one thing he taught me so i said you know i'm going to do this album i'm going to i'm going to do it man 
you know, I'm going to step out and give it a shot. Why not? Right. We were talking earlier, you reached back into the, yeah. I mean, talk about fear for, for an artist. I, I write some fiction and stuff too. Mm-hmm. You reached back uh, into like 20 years ago for a song. On yeah. This one. Tell me about that one. It's, what's it called again? You, uh, you would like to hide. You would like to hide. Yeah. 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 I, you know, <laughs> maybe if we're telling of my, my ex uh, wife and her, my old marriage, I don't know, but I, I, I wrote it in college and I, I don't know how I came up with it or anything, but I just, I just wrote it. And so it's been, been out there a long time. So, and it's, a, and it's about you for, for foretelling your, uh, your <laughs> potential marriage. demise of my marriage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know, it's about, um, you know, it's kind of got a little hook in the end of the song, you know, it talks about, um, their relationship and it being over, obviously. And, right. and, you know, he says, I wish I could see you, uh, in your fancy car, you know, and, and, but then he says, you've got the money. I've got the child to remind me of the marriage that you would like to hide. I wish I could see you and drive your fancy car and meet got a hook at the end you're like oh i wasn't expecting that you know yeah. you know he's got he's the one who ends up with the, with the kid he's taken care of you know? i've heard this i've heard that story a lot uh interestingly from from drivers um just somehow that's ends up how it works out and, mm-hmm. um, even though they're on the they're, oftentimes they're uh, oftentimes the, the guy is the, is the one behind the wheel of the truck sometimes it's a woman but the, the person that is away ends up having to take care of the kid after the spouse has gone AWOL. Yo, so, yeah. yeah that's, that's, and that's a tough situation. You have to end up calling on, you know, the help of your extended family and stuff. I think, uh, yeah, I think it's something a lot of those folks can relate to. Yeah. And that's a tough, cho- you know, yeah. that's a tough choice a lot of people are faced with, you know. Yeah. And it's usually the stronger person that steps up and makes that call that it's the best thing to do. Right, you know. Um, satellite. Um, kind yeah, of, kind of one one of my one of my favorites. Sort of, you know, it's it seems like it's sort of about a kind of person that you know you encounter in all sorts of ways around your life. But anymore, just given what I do, I seem to encounter this person um, uh, online and. Uh, mad as hell about uh, whatever it might be and always mad as hell about mm-hmm. whatever it might be yeah. <laughs> being discussed at the yeah. moment. Yeah. And, and, anyways, tell me a little bit about where that song comes from. Hey, man, you hit, it, you, hit, you hit the nail on the head. That's <laughs> okay. what I mean, you hit the nail on the head, and that's what the song's about. It's about we all, you know, listeners here, too, we've always, all of us have that person in our life or is either a friend or a relative or somebody we know that they everything all their problems are people other people's faults they never take responsibility for what they do 
they're always fixing. They always say in, in the South, we say we're fixing to do something, meaning we're getting ready to do something. They always have a plan, but they never execute the plan. They always talk about they're getting ready to get another job or another route or something big is going to happen. It never happens. And so I wrote that. I call those people satellites, meaning they just kind of flying through the heavens. In the song, I say flying through the heavens, floating like a satellite. They're just out there in outer space floating around. Fire, can't you see? You're burning out, don't be burned. talk a big game they never do it they blame everything on everybody else everything's always their other people's fault and so i just wrote that about the, those folks yeah word, what is it word there's a bunch of different versions of this in yeah song. The word, one of them is if words were worth a dollar you'd be yeah if words were dollar you would be yeah. a millionaire <laughs> keep on keep on talking because nobody really seems to care <laughs> yeah yeah that's a good line yeah, um, and I wrote that about somebody specific, but I won't say who that is. But, yeah, yeah, you, you yeah. Know, you know, but we all got that person, you yeah, know. Totally. You know, we all got that. We all know that person. This is a familiar character to anyone living. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was hopped up on cocaine on a fourth day high. He was running out of money. He was running out of time. When he finally made Austin, he sold the Chevrolet. He bought a bottle of tequila and a fancy diamond ring. Another, another one of the, the bluegrass uh, inflected tune tunes in mm-hmm. here is, is, is another great uh, kind of story song, sort of a, sort of a caper, uh, yeah, uh, El Camino. El Camino. Um, and it's, yeah. uh, it's it's about a drug runner, basically. Yeah. 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 Um, I think your I think your audience will like that song. It's a good. It's it's uh, it sounds to me when it came out when we got finished with it, it sounded a little bit like a Jerry Reed tune or a yeah. uh, a Robert Earl Keane song. And um, I wrote that one probably ten or twelve years ago. I had uh, I had I don't know. I just love Texas country. I kind of wanted to write something in that that genre. And um, I knew this guy in high school that told me <laughs> I used to. I used to unload trucks in high school. I'm sure many of your audience members have unloaded many trucks, but I'd do this and I would ride around with this older guy. He was probably 40 or so at the time. And, you know, I'm 45 now, but he, um, he would tell me these crazy stories. And he said he used to live in Texas and he'd run drugs from air, uh, from Oklahoma down to the border in Texas. And he carried a, he talked about he carried guns and got in shootouts or anything, all this kind of stuff. So I started trying to write this song about his kind of story and but it kind of changed course because um, I realized I needed to make it a little more exciting. So yeah, yeah. So it's, it's like the, this particular song I think is about like the last 
like the last hurrah for this couple for their you know they're gonna they're gonna hang up their drug running keys as it were yeah yeah <laughs> yeah he headed down to get her in austin and she was ready for him and they stole one out of down to the board. Everybody's late. Just two young kids headed for the borderline in a red El Camino 1965. And finally, Mr. Flat offered up several copies of Cumberland Bones uh, CDs uh, for members of the audience. The first five folks out there to write me directly with their mailing address can claim them. That's tdills, T-D-I-L-L-S, at randallreilly.com. That's R-A-N-D-A-L-L-R-E-I-L-L-Y.com. He was kind enough to do a little acoustic rendition, too, of that new single from the record, and we'll let him take us out. Here's hoping the weeks ended up profitable and safe, and that the weekend remains much the same. Here we go. of Overdrive, the voice of the American trucker. The podcast is edited and produced by myself, Todd Dills, with no small amount of support from Overdrive extra contributor and Muller trucking hauler, Paul Marhover, Overdrive editorial director, Max Heine, social media coordinator, Holly Young, and news editor, Matt Cole. Till next time, keep it pro out there.